the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, Ed Wimp, your attorney at law. Sound Mind Studios, recording noteworthy history. Open Mind Records, where creativity runs free. Cultural Arts Everywhere, positively impacting the world through creativity. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Many thanks to the Michigan Gateway Community Foundation for their generous grant to support the Cultural Arts Everywhere Southwest Michigan programming. Hey there, and welcome to the fourth season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds in addition to featuring experts who provide ancillary services to singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. We have listeners in more than 35 countries. We are partnering with the National Association of Teachers of Singing on their NatsCast network. And we are having a lot of fun educating entertaining, and encouraging singers everywhere. What an honor to be able to chat with singers and with those who provide services and support to singers. We thank you, our listeners, for your loyalty, your questions, suggestions, and comments. It's been a pleasure getting to know so many of you over the years. Please continue to keep in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Here's to season number four. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so happy that you're with us today. I'm very excited today. We have a special lady with us. Her name is Diana Allen, and she is the president of the National Association of Teachers of Singing, or NATS, as we affectionately call it. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you will know that we are part of the NATSCast network, the Business Savvy Singer is. So we are just delighted to have Diana with us today. So, Diana, how are you? I'm just great. I'm so happy to be with you, Greta. Well, I'm so glad. Thank you for joining us. What a treat for us. 
So tell me a little bit about how you started. And we're going to talk about a lot of things. And ultimately, we're going to talk about Nats and how you got into the, more the arts administration uh, piece of it. So how did you begin? Were you a child? Uh, did you play an instrument? Just tell us your story. Well, I did start on piano. And as many people report, I wish I had continued. <laughs> You know, I, and so do my students. I wish that I had continued so I could be better for them. But uh, I loved music from an early age. I loved singing. I remember in grade school just loving music class that was, a co of course, not a regular part of the curriculum. Yeah. But our music teacher came to my school, and that was the favorite day of the week, is when we got to go to music class and, and choose songs to sing. And I loved singing rounds. I guess I loved the harmony. Uh, and she was my piano teacher. Oh. So I took piano from my teacher as a grade school student. And I guess I could carry a tune and had a pleasant sound because in sixth grade, I was chosen to be a... Uh, one of the uh, probably eight, I think maybe eight girls in grade school in our town who were chosen to be part of a little all city singers group. Oh, so we sang "I've Got Spurs That Jingle Jangle Jingle." I love, <laughs> so, that. I love that. <laughs> and so, having moved to Texas later in life, that had special meaning to me, or or more meaning than it did when I grew up in Missouri. But um, no, I had a I had an aunt who was a very musical person. She and her whole family made records. They sang and played all sorts of instruments, and I really loved at family reunions uh, singing with her. And I can remember her sitting at the piano and I am small enough that I'm reaching up to hang on to the keyboard, you know? So, um, so I, it, a love of music was instilled in me from an early age, I think. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, you know, for a lot of kids, for me as well, it just speaks to you. It speaks to you in a way that nothing else does, you know? That's and, uh, yeah. And a lot of times those kids go on to become, professional musicians because it's it's the thing that floats their boat so that's fantastic yeah. it's so odd though because as i got older uh i went track uh -huh. which didn't allow time for music oh so in high school i didn't i wasn't in choir yeah. I wasn't in any any music. I, I sang at my church mm -hmm. uh, but i wasn't in music um and so that uh, was, when I look back on it, is, is a little odd. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, uh, on my senior year, I thought, I want to join my friends and be in choir. Mm -hmm. But then I was able to get on the yearbook staff, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So, so a little delay in getting back to my love. Yeah, you, you had other interests that were, were taking you away from the music. That's, That's interesting. Right. So how did you then decide to become a professional singer? How did that happen for you since you didn't really have much of that experience in high school? Well, uh, when I went to college, I, I thought I would be a teacher. I loved teaching. I loved my teachers. You know, I, was, I was inspired by my teachers mm -hmm. and respected them and looked up to them. Uh, so I knew I wanted to teach something. 
and I thought it would probably be history or, you know, some of my, some of my other interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I sang for uh, many of my, my friends' weddings, you know, as they were getting married yeah. post high school. Mm-hmm. And when I sang for one of the weddings, the organist said, who do you study with? Wow. I said, Oh, I don't study. <laughs> you know, he said, no, <laughs> you know, wow. and it was that one reaction that got me to thinking, maybe I need to think about this. Maybe I do need to study and think about pursuing this thing that I've always loved. Mm -hmm. However, that aunt I was telling you about who was a musician, she thought if I formally trained, I would ruin my natural voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I sat down in my room and recorded all the songs I knew so I could have a record of my natural voice (laughs) in case that happened. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. That's hilarious. But, but I did, I, I went mid-year, my sophomore year of college, and saw the department chair of music and said I would like to become a music major. Wow. And Barry Green had never been in a really formal choir, mm-hmm. thrown into the deep end, <laughs> and loved it. And loved, loved it, it. And, and succeeded succeeded and exceeded all of your expectations and everyone else's I'm sure that's fantastic it's a wonderful story to keep in my mind as an encouragement to my students Mm -hmm. when I have students who are worried that they're not prepared enough Mm -hmm. or are struggling with theory Mm -hmm. because I remember having my own struggles having come late to formal training uh it's it's been an encouragement i hope to some because i do tell that story you know that that, well i wasn't in choir in high school and and look at me now (laughs) it's a wonderful story it's, it's been it's a wonderful story it's very uh very exciting very exciting and just you know what students need to hear it's what they need to hear that, you know, even though you haven't gone the, the route of a lot of other people, it's okay. You can still do this. It's a reminder that everybody's journey is different. That's right. You know, That's we're all on, a, on our path towards Whatever. towards our destiny. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So once you graduated from college, then what happened for you? I know that you've done some spectacular singing in many parts of the world. So how did all of that come about? Well, I uh, I think it's the connections you make along the way. I met a composer friend when I was in uh, working on my doctorate at UT in Austin. Uh, and he was a wonderful composer just starting out. We were in a class together. And he had an invitation to go to uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Wow. And uh, to premiere some of his works and he called me and wondered if I would like to sing some of them for him so that was an incredible experience uh, I loved his music um, I got to sing some Portuguese while I was wow, down there nice. I met a composer uh, who was his music so reminded me of Poulenc uh, mm-hmm. who I loved mm-hmm. to sing and um, got to meet him and champion his music um, and uh, it was just uh, it's serendipitous yes. you know some connections we make along the way that's right and um, you never know where the opportunities are going to come from you never you know. know I mean this is someone that was in class with you that provided right. you a wonderful right. opportunity you know that's great 
That's great. Yes. Yes. It's uh, other opportunities. You know, I was fortunate to have a university position. And so other opportunities came to me through my connection at the university. Um, another standout performance, I think, was uh, Piero Lunaire, the Schoenberg yes. piece. Um, that was an incredible experience with a small ensemble. Wow. Um I had never done anything like that. <clears throat> and as you well know, that is Sprechstimme. Yeah, and Sprechstimme, yes. Yeah. Coming from this girl who couldn't, didn't really know how to follow a score when she was a sophomore in college wow. and trying to read these 12-tone roles, yeah. uh, <clears throat> it, was, it was quite a challenge, but a really wonderful one. Oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. So have you always sung the classical repertoire? Has that always been your bailiwick? Well, I think so. Uh, I say I think so. Uh, I have done some other, uh, I've done some musical theater, um, but I have to say my, my primary teacher when I was an undergraduate, voice teacher as an undergraduate, was a very strong personality, Margaret Thuneman at Pittsburgh State University. Mm -hmm. She was... um, just, I, I so admired and looked up to her and, and wanted to please her, mm-hmm. you know, as, as one. Yes. Yeah, that's an important thing to want to, to please. Impression. Mm-hmm. Want to please your instructors. It's right. Fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. That's wonderful. But, but one of, my perception was that classical was the only the only thing that she would approve of, I see. you know, I remember, uh, after I had graduated with my bachelor's, I went to Siegel colony and was cast as Fiona in Brigadoon. Oh. And I was kind of nervous to tell her, Yeah, you know, cause I, I thought, Oh gosh, I got cast in the musical <laughs> and I didn't even know who Fiona was. Yeah. So, um, so I told her, and she said, oh, my goodness, one of my favorite, favorite musicals. And I just look, looked at her. I thought, uh, she likes musicals? All That's these years, funny. I didn't ever do it, and I could have. So, yeah, that the danger of, of trying to put your, you know, trying to read someone's mind. That's right. You know? That's right. It's best to be up front and say, what do you think of this? That's fantastic. Yeah. I've loved musical theater. I didn't do enough of it in my career. I would have loved to have done more. I was in Oklahoma, you know, just, uh, just love the golden age. I'm not sure I'm as up on the contemporary, but I love it too. There's some wonderful things being written, you know, that are just touch my heart. Yeah. 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 Beautiful, beautiful things. So, you had your singing career and you loved it and traveled. And where are some of the places that you've traveled singing? Well, uh, we traveled uh, to in through Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, so Monterrey, Saltillo, Mexico nice. City. Uh, made some uh, tours of Germany mm-hmm. uh, with my good friend, the Mm-hmm. We did some duetting nice. uh, in Italy and in the Czech Republic. Nice. Uh, took tours of students to the Czech Republic oh. and did singing there. Oh, nice. uh, so it was very wonderful. Yeah. Uh, 
back in the 90s mm-hmm. when it wasn't as open yes. as it is today, you know, and it, it was exciting. I'm it was sure very it cool. was. Now, when you were taking students there, were they singing in a, in a, in a choral situation or solo concerts or what was it? It was, um, we, we accessed the Chopin School of Music oh, okay. uh, in Mariansky, Lasnia. Okay. And it is a spa town that's outside of Prague, mm-hmm. uh, about an hour and a half, actually. And uh, we took students to uh, do intensive study. So it was solo study. And oh. they sang recitals at the, the little concert hall in the town. I bet it was a wonderful experience. It was. Very, very cool. I'm, I'm so... Um, in awe of the career that you've had. It's been just really, really, really wonderful. So I want to ask you a little bit now. I'm going to tell our listeners that we are recording this on Zoom and we seem to be having a little bit of a of a uh, connectivity issue, but we are going to continue on. Um, so tell me how you got on the trajectory of becoming president of Nats. How does that happen? That is just fantastic. Thank well, I kind of want, I wonder that myself sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you know, as, as many of our connections with Nats is, it started out as a student, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. my first, uh, my first relationship with Nats was as an undergraduate and I participated in Nats auditions in the West Central region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I, I sang in Nebraska and Colorado, and then as a graduate student in Texas when I moved to Texas, Um, and then soon after when I was working on my doctorate and and got my first uh, university position, then I joined Nats Mm -hmm. and became uh, very active in our Texoma region Mm -hmm. and in the South Texas chapter. Wow. I... I always like to uh, be involved, Mm -hmm. you know, I like to be busy, and um, so I became auditions chair for the South Texas region, I'm sorry, chapter, and uh, (laughs) so I did that with my good friend, Mary Beth Smith, who has since passed, Uh, she was, she was also my, my uh, cohort there, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so we uh, we did the auditions chair duty together, and it was yes. a wonderful time to get to know other Nats members. Yeah. So I found early on that when you get involved, you know, you get to know your uh, other people, right. and if for someone who is, I would I, w- I was not, and probably still am not a very outgoing person Mm -hmm. but um but that allowed me to interact with people because I had a reason to that's right (laughs) that's right and and so that was very fun to meet everyone and and be able to serve yes yeah and then I became president of the chapter wow and that just led to becoming governor of Texoma that's fantastic uh, I just kind of came up through the ranks, I guess, and uh, and that was my first experience as as a region governor. You sit on the board, mm-hmm. the national board of Nats, mm-hmm. and so that was my first experience with the national office yeah. and uh, seeing the bigger picture 
of what Nats does for for everyone yes. and now all over the world. I know. Isn't so. it something? It's fabulous. It yes. is fabulous. And you're so right that getting involved helps you get to know people and gets you know helps you to enjoy the organization so much more. And to exactly. understand it. Yeah, I've been a director of workshops for the Chicago chapter, and I have loved it. And I haven't been a member for a very long time, but I've gotten to know so many people as a result yes. of my yes. involvement in the in the chapter. And I'm also a member of the Orlando chapter because I spend a portion of my year there. And uh, Arisa Kumi Sullivan, uh, Kasumi Sullivan, and so many other people I've gotten to know um only because I was involved in that. So, and you you bring up a good point. I don't know that everyone realizes that they can be a member of as many chapters as they would like. Yes. You know, to yeah, I I am now a member. I'm now in Missouri, so I'm a member of the Ozark chapter. But I really want to retain my membership in South yes. Texas yes. because I was there and I have so many relationships with people still there. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm actually a member of three chapters, uh, the Southwest Michigan chapter and the Chicago chapter and the Orlando chapter. And it's I great. love it. Yeah, it's great. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I've taught students in each of those areas and, and it's just great. And I've gotten a, a, an opportunity to know people there. So I love the organization. I think it is just, it's the best. I did not come up uh, as a member of the organization, as a student. Um, but I certainly, since I've be become a teacher, I became a member and I just, I love it. I think it's just the best thing going. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that is good to hear. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's so great to talk with you. Now, let's let's um, think a little bit about what your what your duties are as president. I mean, what what do you do? Well, I thought I was going to know that ahead of time when I became president elect, because when when you're elected president, it's really you're elected president elect. Yes. So. Um, and it's for a six-year term. Mm -hmm. So you have your president-elect for two years. You serve as president for two years. Mm -hmm. And then like a president emeritus. Years. Mm -hmm. so, yes. so um, as president-elect, I was assigned, that was when we first instituted our strategic plan. Oh. And so Karen Brunson, the current president, yeah. asked if I would be the strategic plan manager. Oh, and so I took that on prior to actually starting my term as president-elect. And um, so that really um, focused my energies as president-elect. Mm -hmm. And although uh, when I became president-elect, Carol Blankenship became president, and although we worked together very well and were very closely associated during my two years as president-elect, there is nothing to prepare you for what it is to be president. I can only You think imagine. that's two years of training and it's like, whoa, when that came, became president, it, all bets were off, that's, you know? I can, I can only imagine. It's a big job. It's a big job. Well, and it, I think there's a lot of um, flexibility or latitude in the mm -hmm. position. It is what you make it. 
And, uh, you know, we've seen different presidents. I've seen many presidents in my membership time in Nats and, uh, it's, it, it varies. Yeah. It varies. So I think it, it takes a lot of thought to go into what am I going to focus on? What, what are we going to try to accomplish yes. in this time yes. in my little short blip yeah. of time yeah. to, uh, to, to help this organization there and to serve it. Mm-hmm. That's so, wonderful. Uh, so it's so, been, go ahead. It's been, I'm sorry to, it's, it's been very, um, uh, humbling, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to know and to get to know so many dedicated people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in every meeting that I'm in, I meet new uh, people to me, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, who have been members who contribute so much to Nats and to our profession uh, that it just is its very humbling and very gratifying to know that this is an organization made up of people who are so dedicated and hardworking. That's wonderful. Well, we are delighted to have you as president. So tell us a little bit about your focus. What what are the things that you, you want to accomplish during your little blip, as you call it? <laughs> well, I think uh, along with our president-elect, our current president-elect, Alexis Davis-Hazel, um, I, I think what speaks to me is the systems and processes that we have in Nats. Mm-hmm. Yes, the systems and processes. To bring... Mm-hmm. Yes, that we've been working to really uh, bring to a level of professionalism that uh, that is the type of uh, structure that our organization really needs That's and important. deserves. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that certainly started with our strategic plan, you oh, know, that we yeah. instituted our first strategic plan and we just started really looking at the structure of NADS and making sure that it was sustainable and it was uh, working in the way that we had intended for it to work. Yes. So along with Alexis, we've been working to uh, provide tools to all of our leaders, which you know yes. are all volunteers. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, so working to make their jobs easier, mm-hmm. tools that they need. So we have recently uh, on the website for our leaders, so we have a chapter president portal, district governor portal, and now a region governor portal. Um, so we're just trying to make sure that the structure of NATS, as we go into 2024 to celebrate our 80th anniversary, that we go in, you know, that we can last for 80 more years. Yes. That is just fantastic. 80, 80th anniversary. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Well, wonderful. It sounds, you know, just uh, the, the organization is just moving forward and uh, becoming more and more cohesive and, you know, as, as we have chapters in so many places, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. It's absolutely And that fantastic. has been another focus. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I uh, just returned from South Africa. Wow. Uh, attending the South Africa chapter uh, conference, their inaugural conference. Wow. And 
what what an experience it was so wonderful to be there and celebrate with them they're they're one of our newest chapters mm-hmm. and they were uh they did a wonderful job putting on this conference oh. just a wonderful sharing of uh in uh, uh, the content that they had, the music of South Africa. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. We were thrilled. Yeah. Very thrilled to be there. Oh, uh, and wonderful. we, uh, since South Africa joined as a chapter, India, we have an India chapter. Wow. And they are having their first conference this fall. Wow. It will be virtual and I'll be able to attend. Yes, uh, virtu- that's wonderful. Wow, what a what a truly and this is on the down Yes. Growing We're getting, leaps and bounds. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Very much so. Oh yes. And how we're how getting ready to approve the newest chapter. Wait, the, and our newest chapter will oh. be the Ibero American chapter. Wow. So that will be our newest chapter, which is uh, up for board approval this wow. fall. Ibero American chapter. And so, what exactly yes, is so this? Will be, well, good question. <laughs> it's Spanish speaking members who live in Spain, uh, Spanish or Portuguese speaking members, cool. I should say, who live in Spain, Portugal, um, and other uh other countries who speak mm-hmm. those languages. Wow. So we're very excited about the inclusion of this now fifth international chapter. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's fantastic. And how wonderful for you to be president as all of this is going on. I mean, this is, it is just, it is phenomenal. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, and I wish I could take credit for it, but I certainly owe a debt of gratitude to Sarah Holman. Mm-hmm. who is the international region governor Okay, and to all of the leaders and members of Nats who live in these regions yeah. because they have worked tirelessly to make the money exchange happen, oh, yeah. to make the time zones happen when we have meetings. Yeah. And, oh, it's just, uh, yes, it takes a village. Yes, and it's, I know it, it the village, And what we found during COVID is that village has shrunk. You know, the world is not as big a place That's as we right. thought it was. That's right. But, but there is can... a lot of coordination to getting everything working, right, you know, making sure the time is right and the languages and all of these, all of these things. There's a lot to it. It's exciting. That is so true. It's so true. exciting time for the organization, a real time of growth. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, Diana, I want to thank you for being with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us that we haven't spoken about? Well, I just want to encourage everyone to think about uh, the different events coming up uh, soon. Uh, We have a winter workshop coming up in January that will be in New York City. The first ever National Music Theater Competition Gala that I I don't know that I can announce who our special guests are, but they are names that everyone knows and people will want to be there to celebrate the National Music Theater competition this January uh, with us. Absolutely. Now, do do you know the date? Do you know offhand or should we can put that in the show? Our national conference that will... uh, 
Good, good. Yeah. Our national conference in Knoxville in June. I just, I really hope people will be interested in coming. We are already working on the programming. It looks like an amazing conference. I know people will not want to miss this. That's and Knoxville is a beautiful area. It is a beautiful area. You're right. Well, we will put all of this in the show notes, make sure that people know and uh, encourage them to, to sign up and attend. And I want to thank you, Diana, for being with us today. What a treat for me. It's a treat for all of us, but it's especially a treat for me. This is just wonderful. Thank you for accepting my invitation to do the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Greta. Thank you. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, Ed Wimp, your attorney at law, Soundmind Studios, recording noteworthy history, Open Mind Records, where creativity runs free. Cultural Arts Everywhere, positively impacting the world through the arts. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.